0: All right. I have a few thoughts. I have to get it out. I'm going crazy. I'm losing my mind. It's a beautiful Saturday morning here and I'm studying. What am I studying? What is this video that I'm looking at here? Um, I'm looking at a video from iSims and they're talking about six ways to operationalize DE&I in 2022. And they stumbled upon... A few things that I believe were starting to drum up some beyond brand content. And I was like, look, if you need me to find a way to plug and play anything about beyond brand, I'll do it. Right. So here we go. They were talking about ways to make the hiring process more inclusive. Right. They were talking about how they believe so many organizations are not explaining enough about the role, about the department, about the leaders, about all the things, you know, I care about with the beyond brand to applicants throughout the process of the hiring, right? Or throughout the hiring process, they were saying inevitably what's happening is it's not inclusive because folks at a very simple bit, they were talking about simple things in the beginning. They were talking about folks are not, companies are not explaining to folks what a um what dress codes may mean if if you're going back into the office or not even giving them an update on what the hiring process is going to look like literally from like how many how many interviews are going to actually come um come through and and inevitably who's going to be involved in the interview process and how they're going to inevitably make the, the decision and so they were giving very high level surface variables that i that they believed can drive more inclusivity. AKA make folks feel more comfortable because now they know at a very deep, intimate level what they're inevitably getting into. I think what we need to, number one, respect and understand, human beings appreciate knowing what the hell is going on. That is objectively true. I do not think anyone in this world will deny that. Right. You have I think you have a ladder, right? Let's say at the top of the ladder, you have very charismatic um, you know, spontaneous folks like me that are like, look, drop me in front of 10,000 people and give me two topics that I know about and say, you have 60 minutes entertaining this crowd for a little bit, Anthony. I'm going to be like, perfect. Get out of my way. Give me the mic. Everyone be quiet, right? I'm going to be okay with that. You put my wife, maybe who's on the bottom end of the ladder and neither one is good or bad or indifferent, but just different sides of the ladder and t- tell her to do the same thing. She's going to lose her mind quite literally. Right. And so what I'm trying to say is to make the hiring process more inclusive. I believe you can't you don't know who you're going to be talking to. Right. So inclusive, equitable, fair, whatever you want to utilize, whatever, whatever, whatever way you want to break it down. You don't know inevitably who you're going to be hiring, who you're going to be talking to, how they're going to be looking at the work, how they're going to be experiencing the interview process, which process is going to be best for them. So it's your best bet to pick best practices and functions that are going to make everyone comfortable to a certain degree because someone like me who is spontaneous and doesn't really care and just you can throw anything at them if you give them a heads up on some things they're going to appreciate that and they're probably going to show up even better and then if you have someone like my wife where you do the exact same thing you give them incredible insight and, and context they're going to appreciate that as well and probably show up At the same level or even better than I would spontaneously so again this is very very low level surface level variables of a beyond brand world but it just triggered my brain so thank you iSIMS and now I'm going to go off and and do and do a plug and play and then I'm also going to go in and talk about another variable of of iSIMS here because they were talking about a few other things that I think is incredibly important around um around some other variables of DE&I during the hiring process, which I think is important. Um, So getting back to Beyond Brand, right? I keep keep trying to explain to folks what they should talk about, right? And how it should happen. I had a conversation with someone the other day where they were kind of pushing back and and giving me some feedback saying, look, what's what's stopping a leader from just BSing and just explaining to an applicant, this is amazing, this is perfect, because you know, within within the beyond brand mindset, right, framework, I'm, I'm I'm beating my chest, screaming, saying, look, hiring managers, look, organization, look, recruiters, look, company, explain the details, the depth of what's happening within your culture, explain the details, the depth, what's happening within the leadership personality and modes, explain the details and the depths, what's happening within this department, and a lot of people are saying, well, that can happen at a pretty high, high level surface level. And can't people just BS their way through the conversation? can they just say, yeah, everything is perfect. Everything is great. Everything is beautiful and, 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 and kind of finagle and finesse their way out of this, um, this beyond brand process. And my answer is always no. And I want to go back to some of the categories and explain why the answer is no. If one of the variables is leader, tell me a little bit about your perspective around new hire psychology. And I just ask that question. They may be able to give me a pretty high level answer. Right. But then my secondary answer may be walk me through how you personally believe you are cultivating new higher psychology in the first 90 days. Give me detailed examples of what that what, what, what that has looked like over the past two years of your tenure at this company. And then they may give me some examples. And then I'll say. Tell me about a time where you attempted to apply a new higher psychology methodology or framework or best practice within the first 90 days to make someone feel comfortable and it didn't work the way it worked with so many others. So you adjusted that you respected their diversity. You respected the fact that I tried something. It didn't work for them. It's worked for everyone else. So I still need to find ways to make them feel more comfortable. You see what I'm saying? Like, you, you, you have to dive into to, to le- levels and depths of, of the truth to be able to explain to these applicants what's really happening. Let me give you an even better example. If we go into departmental change management norms, I want to know about that. I want to know about that. I want to know about, at a real level, what's happening as it pertains to department change management norms, right? Like, what is literally happening? as it pertains to how departments are going about communicating change, articulating change, embracing change. How are they embracing and and, and embedding the organization in, in that overall process, the employees in that process, this role that you're looking to hire in this process? What are the change management communication norms? Walk us through the meeting structure and cadence norms. We're not asking If the company's great, bad, good, indifferent, whatever the case is, we're not asking you as a hiring manager to amplify anything. We're asking you to tell me what is in place right now. That's all I want to know. That's all Beyond Brand wants to know. Frankly, that's all applicants want to know. Applicants don't want you to exaggerate anything. Applicants just want to know what they're getting involved in so they can make the decision if this is going to be the best place for them or if they really need a job they can determine okay how can i brace myself change myself evolve who i am to get comfortable with this new reality that i'm walking into cuz there are employees out there that are like that right let's get even deeper salary increases walk us through your role as a leader when it when it when it pertains to raises and promotion this is a fun one let me explain this one right If they go down the deep rabbit holes of raises and promotions, right? And inevitably what they do is they explain to you, they explain to you that raises and promotions are not in their wheelhouse. And what I mean by that is if they explain to you that raises and promotion are not something they get involved in meaning that it's completely on the HR side of the table. They fill out some sort of a performance review at a high level, but they really don't have a lot of bandwidth or support to back you up and beat the chest and have your back to help you get that raise and promotion. Let's just say that is the answer. Let's just say that's the truth. And let's just say an applicant left the company. One of the reasons why they left the company is because their leader did not back them up when it was time for them to get a raise and or promotion. Due to ego, due to lack of accessibility, due to a lack of decision-making bandwidth, due to a lack of input needs, whatever the reason is. That could be the one trigger that turns an applicant away. Now, many companies may say, that's not a good, I don't like that. That doesn't feel good. Why would we want to turn anyone away? You want to turn them away because here's how it inevitably will play out. Six months into this $145,000 role, raises and promotion conversations come up and they are looking for a leader to back them up to the core, be their cheerleader. And that is not how you work as a leader. And you knew that, but based off of the interview processes, there was no moment for you to explain that to the applicant and the applicant just forgot to ask throughout the interview process. And now it comes time for the interview interview. Now it comes time for the raises and promotion process. And they go to you and they say, Derek, um, you think you can kind of back me up in this in this uh, in this process? You know, my, my family really needs a promotion. I think I've done a good job. I think I need, really need the raise. Whatever, whatever the case, whatever they say to inevitably say, I want your I want your support, Derek. I need your support. And Derek may say, and then inevitably say, you look. I'm really not involved. It's really on HR side of the table. I just fill out a little bit of a survey. Of course, uh, you know, I'm going to, you know, give raving reviews. I think you've done a great job, but I'm really not going to go above and beyond. I I apologize. It's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just something he doesn't have bandwidth to do, right? That may right there throw you off. That may right there trigger you, trigger the brain at a neuroscience level to then jump all the way back to the anxiety, to the fear, to the the uncomfortability that you felt right before you left your previous company because that was one of the reasons why you left your previous company. A lot of people don't see that, see that connection. And now, six months in, you've paid that person and now, for whatever reason, they don't get the raise in the promotion. And objectively for the business, maybe they didn't deserve it. But to that employee, who is still pretty high level, they just weren't due or raised a promotion for whatever reason the company didn't want to do it, their engagement starts to drop. Their perspective of the brand, of their leader, of the organization, of their team members starts to drop, starts to become a bit negative, starts to become a little bit tainted. That's a problem. That's called misalignment. All right. let me give you one more. Ideation processing speed. When direct reports bring you an idea, bring an idea to your attention, how, do, how long do you personally take to react and respond? And what does that look like within your own mind? And then what does that look like when you're ready to communicate to your, to your, to your direct reports, your perspective on the idea? That's incredibly important. And I'll tell you, again, very subtly, why? I know something I struggle with within every personal relationship I have. Not professional, personal. But I'll tie it into professional. I bring new ideas up fast. And I am a real-time processor. Meaning someone can bring me a new idea or I can bring them a new idea, process it quickly and figure out if it's going to be a good, bad, or indifferent opportunity for us at this present time. My wife, my mother, other friends and colleagues and, and 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 family members and people that I love are completely different. I have a lot of gradual processes around me. They need substantial time to think and process information to make a decision. So you as an applicant turn into an employee, i.e. this direct report we're alluding to, maybe someone that is looking for a leader that can process Ideas fast and give you a gut response and result. Maybe not the full answer, yes or no, but give you a gut result. I mean, a gut instinct, a gut answer, a gut perspective, a gut, a a, a nuanced thought. And you, as the leader, may not have that perspective, may not have that skill, may not have that desire, may not be used to doing that. And again, this is something that is so subtle. It never gets brought up in the interview process. It never gets brought up in the first couple months. But now, finally, your new hot, your new, your uh, new, your new direct report has a new idea, and you may not have any thoughts. You may respond via email. You may respond in a meeting. Let's put that on the back burner, Sarah. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mull over that and give that some thought. I'll get back to you in a couple of weeks. Now, Sarah, maybe, maybe she's like me. She's so excited. She was so amped up. She was fired up last night. She put together all these PowerPoint spreads and notes and data because she thought you were going to be like, great, here's my first thought, second thought, third thought. And then from there, all right, let's set a meeting tomorrow, the next day, or maybe even one week out. And I want you to pre- present all this data and these perspectives. She was so excited. But you're talking about taking weeks to mold this over and thinking. And, and now she's like, oh, that, that didn't feel good. And now she's thinking about that. Now there's a misalignment between you and her. Now, now let, let me explain something. Many of you listening may say, Anthony, these are so subtle. These are so nuanced. These things would not turn out a new hire. These things would not create low levels of product. Yes, they do. Yes, they would. Yes, they have. The most nuanced variables... That happened consistently over a course of time and any relationship ends relationships. Pure and simple. If, 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 if a, and I always relate this to relationships. If a boyfriend ignores their partner, his, his partner consistently in little tiny, subtle ways that if it happened one time, it's not that big of a deal. But if that's something he does over and over and over and over and over again, that builds up and that's a big problem. So I know this is a long rant, but what I'm trying to tell you is organizations, recruiters, heads of talent, leaders, people start putting out a few thoughts and perspectives throughout the hiring process. During the screening process, somewhere. If you have to do it in the onboarding process, fine. But 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 articulate and and speak to the subtlety that you and I know can 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 deter, can 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 break down, can 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 ruin a relationship. Because if a relationship and trust and emotion, and communication, and understanding between an employee and one's leader starts to break down. There's a lot of bad that can happen over the course of time, which inevitably can turn out to be very, very expensive for an organization. I'm going to take a sip of water. I'll get back to part two in a second. Enjoy part two. Thanks so much. Recruiters, listen up. I want to talk to you for a minute. You are really the, the door between I'm an applicant on my computer, finding a company on LinkedIn, applying, and my world is changing. I've landed the best job that I ever could have imagined. I have... The money that I've always wanted, I'm able to support my family, my friends, my mother, my father, everyone that I've everyone that I love and and, and and need in my life, right? You're you're that door. You're that you're that um you're that decision maker to a certain degree. You hold a lot of cards, right? You are the gatekeeper. That is objectively true. Organizations have given you power, bandwidth, decision-making capability to inevitably say yay or nay to a large quantity of human beings that are looking to have a role within the company. And I believe what's also connected to some of the work that I was explaining in part one is the organization's ability to give you the green light as a recruiter, you as a recruiter's ability to understand that even if someone's not the perfect fit for the role that is advertised... I believe organizations should be measuring and tracking and judging and expecting recruiters to be thoughtful about okay, maybe they're not the perfect fit for this particular role, but I've done a good enough job of understanding their personal context and their background and where they come from. I've understood their ancillary skill sets, I've understood their strengths and weaknesses. I think they could be better for this role. Let me restructure the interview process. Let me throw them into this interview and let's reschedule to interview them for this particular role and let's make a quick pivot, right? Do you know how inclusive, do you know how wonderful, do you know how um, supportive and, and loving and kind and appreciative that will make an applicant feel? If you were to do something like that, if halfway through the interview process, and I've seen this happen one time in my entire career. Now, I personally have done this lots of times throughout my career, but I've seen this happen one time, either as an employee, aka an applicant, or as a head of people internally, right? I've seen this happen one time. One time, I've seen a recruiter stop midway. And say, you know, your background, your skill sets, your perspective, your nuanced variables. I just don't think they're a perfect fit for this particular role. And instead of saying, good luck to you. Thanks so much for applying. They said, but have you thought about having this type of a job? They said, would you mind if I share a screen with you? And I was like, sure. And they pulled up a completely different role. They pulled up a completely different JD and they said, take a moment and read through this for a second. And in the background of me reading, they were giving little nuances and little and little moments where they were explaining a couple of variables of the role that they felt spoke to my current situation and my skill set and my background. That made me feel so supported. That made me feel so comfortable. And then they said, hey, I want to give you an opportunity to explain to me from your perspective, based off of what you're reading at a high level. Would you like to have another interview where we can focus just on this role? I thought that was so amazing and so thoughtful and so interesting. And I think I need to see more. Not I think. I know I need to see more recruiters do this. And I need to see more organizations give the green light and give trainings to recruiters to do this. And then I'll even go a step further. I need to make sure that there's a way to track and see how many times recruiters are doing this in any given quarter and or year. Because you can't tell me, right, you can't tell me if, if, if heads of talent and managers have partnered to make sure JDs are accurate, JDs are thoughtful. And you can't tell me if heads of talent and recruiters are doing a thoughtful job of making sure these JDs, these job postings are in the right areas from a marketing perspective to attract the right talent. You can't tell me. You can't tell me I'll say it one more time you can't tell me that you haven't come across incredible high-level talent that maybe was not a good fit for the role you, you're looking to fill, but they're a good role for another, they're, they're a good fit for another role that's open currently. It behooves you to do that. It behooves you to give them an opportunity, a shot at a humanity level, and then for the organization. Why not? Why not continue to fill up the pipeline? Why not continue to give the the organization an opportunity to land someone that's going to make an impact and a difference? Why not? It makes sense. Do it. Get excited about it. Get amped up about it. Get pumped up about it. I'll give you a few factors that'll hit that'll really impactful and and hit the company's bottom line at some point. MPS scores, employer branding. All will increase. Even if you don't pick that person, think about it. I'm raving about this right now. Even if you don't pick that person, they'll probably tell the story one day. And you don't know how far that story will travel. It's so important. It's so needed. It's so impactful. I I heard a great man once say to me, and I've said this throughout the podcast a bunch. Doing the right thing, oh yeah, it's the right thing. Doing the right thing is always the right thing. That's something you would want someone to do for your niece, your your nephew, your son, your daughter, your mother, your father, your uncle, your cousin, your family member, your friend. You would want people to do this for those that you love. You would want someone to do that to you. So make it happen. Within the interview... Be thoughtful. Listen closely. Spend the first 15 minutes really gaining context instead of just jumping right in and 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 ranting and raving for, for 15 minutes about inevitably why this company is great and and what you're looking for out of the role. Take a take a beat. Take a beat. Take a beat. Take a beat. Understand. Develop context. Learn. Keep your eyes out for keywords, moments, stories, backgrounds, experiences that could fit In multiple sectors of the company. Just a thought. Thanks for listening.